strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks so much for being here. Appreciate you spending some time with the show. Uh, Happy Veterans Day. And to happy belated birthday to my friends, the Marines out there. Uh, one of the things they do at these events that I, I did yesterday at VMLC, one of the traditions is they play a medley of the hymns or the songs for each branch of the service. Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine, Coast Guard. And you stand at attention during the playing of your song. And the two favorite things that I have in any room I'm in when they do it, two things that happen, is to listen. I don't care how old they are, to listen to the Marines lose their mind when their song is played. And the other is, in Arizona, every Everybody looking around the room trying to find someone from the Coast Guard. It's great. It is so much fun. And yesterday we had a Coastie at, at the event who got the biggest round of applause because 700 people. One guy there from the Coast Guard. It was a great event. So happy Veterans Day to everyone. And for those of you out at or on your way out to the Veterans Day parades, uh, thank you. And be patient with the traffic. Um, let's talk about inflation. Let's talk about what's happening in our economy. Phoenix remains the nation's leader in inflation, but it has ticked down a little bit. Now, I believe a lot of that has to do with the relief in gas prices we had. Um, we had a, a jump in gas prices because of a refining issue going on in California. And so then we've seen it drop back, and now it's jumped back up again. But in in the readings, it's gone down, and I think that that's a huge issue and a good one. It's good for people. The um, – Rising price of diesel that continues to be in short supply is a big issue. The need for heating oil, what it's going to do to people in the cold parts of this country is going to be a major issue. In October, inflation report shows consumer prices rose 7.7% from a year earlier. So the bad news is we still have inflation growing year over year. The good news is, is it's come down from 8.2. So the president came out and said it looks like the efforts that they are making to lower inflation is starting to work. That may be true. It's going to take a long time to write the ship, the stock market um, rebounded, um, but I think it has pulled back a little bit. Now, the NASDAQ and S&P are up a little bit. The Dow is down 267. Um, and, and again, I don't know how directly this all correlates. They are the ones that, you know, they know what they're doing, and that's why I follow the stock market. Not so much about my investments over the long term. We know things are going to work out. But watching what's happening day to day, week to week, month to month, is about them projecting and predicting what's coming. You know, they react much more quick, quickly than you and I do. Usually by the time you or I jump into something, that decision was made a long time ago. It's why they make the lion's share of the money when things happen. Um, so that's where inflation is. It's going to cost more. Uh, the consumer prices ro- rose 0.4% in October. It's less than expected. So that's good. Again, good news for people. But here's that headline. Price of diesel, which powers the economy, is still climbing. This is a story from yesterday. Um, and here's another one. And I, I want to get to this because it's one that I harp on all the time. For my friends out there who believe that raising taxes on the rich, A, doesn't damage the economy. I think you're wrong. Um, I'll, and for those that think that punishing punitive taxes, which I believe they are at this point, which is we're going to take more from you because you have more and you don't need it, which I, I never understood that kind of thinking. Um there was a guy named Jim Peterson, is a man named Jim Peterson, lives here in Arizona, a land developer, I believe, very wealthy man and a Democrat, gives money to causes all over the country. He ran for the United States Senate one time here in Arizona, 
and it was a time during the Bush tax cuts. And he was on part of his stump speech when he traveled around. I think it was – I'm going to throw out a number, and I don't know that it's accurate, but it was in the tens of thousands. It was like I got a $34,000 or $43,000 tax cut, something like that, 60000 that I didn't need. And the crowd cheers, and two thoughts came to my mind. Number one was, did you give it back? You know, I, I guarantee you if you saw his tax bill, and what I mean by that is his accountants that did his taxes, he pays a lot of money to accountants to make sure that his taxes are as low as possible, just like everybody else. That was my first thought. My second thought was, so what you're inferring, at least what I'm hearing, is that you believe that just because you don't need it, the government is entitled to take it. That scares the hell out of me. It just scares me. Here's the headline. Federal tax collections set record in October. The federal government collected $318,576,000,000 in taxes in October, the first month of fiscal 2023. So inflation's hurting you. And the government's going to raise taxes. The Inflation Reduction Act isn't doing anything, and you know it isn't. But they have collected a record into the Treasury. And yet they are still talking about increased taxes on people that need to, in quotes, pay their fair share. It is at a time when the President of the United States has declared verbal war on the oil companies and the food, pro- the f- food growing companies for their excessive profits. And uh, there's no doubt that they're making record profits. So is the federal government. Why isn't the federal government lowering their prices to the American people? Why aren't they doing that? They are collecting record tax revenue with plans to raise taxes. They call that profiteering in the private sector. You're already making record profits in the oil companies, in the gas companies. You should be lowering your prices. Lower your prices to give the American people a break. And they're not. So they're unpatriotic. They're greedy. And to some, they believe it's criminal. This guy Fetterman that just got elected in Pennsylvania made a promise when he was running that if he got elected, they were going to try to round up the oil barons and put him in prison. It doesn't matter that it is all just rhetoric. People complain, and I've heard the complaints, and to some degree, I agree with the complaints when it happens on my side of the aisle where they talk about rhetoric and that the rhetoric is just unnecessary and it makes things worse. Well, that's exactly what they do with their rhetoric. It's exactly what's happening on the other side with all of this rhetoric. And it just you're demonizing companies, and you shouldn't be. I just find it to be... Without merit, at the very least. Um, we are going to talk about the world losing its mind. Why? This is, this is where we are. The world is losing its mind about Twitter. The latest of what the blue check marks are doing and what happens and uh, why, you know, people care. It's all coming up in just a few moments. Values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 923 FM, and the KTAR News app. 
Hey, thanks for being here. If you haven't subscribed to the Mike Broomhead Show podcast, please do it. It's simple to do on any device that you have. And this week, the Mike Broomhead Show podcast brought to you by my good friend, Carol Royce. Keller Williams Realty East Valley. Get a higher price selling your home and guaranteed offers by going to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Happy Veterans Day to the men and women who have served and their families that sacrificed so much so they could serve. Uh, We honor you today as we do every day, but especially on Veterans Day. Today we set aside to recognize your service. Um, I've got to be very honest with you. I like Twitter a lot. It's a fun place to be snarky. But you can learn some stuff and you can have conversations with people that you'll never meet face to face and have a really good conversation. Um, but it's not a real place. I, I don't I, I'll be honest with you. I don't understand. What I don't understand is the outrage because Elon Musk owns it. And I don't understand the fear that's happening. And I understand the fake accounts thing. I think when you sell the when you sell the blue check mark and people then can be verified and not be that person for eight bucks a month, probably not a good idea. Um, and so what ends up happening is they'll make an account like somebody could make an account with your name and uh, pay for the blue check. And the blue check looks like it's really you. That's the way they're supposed to know it's really you. And um and so they say stupid things or outrageous things, and people get confused. I understand that. Stop. I stop paying attention. I don't take anything as gospel that I read on Twitter. Nothing. And I don't expect anybody to believe what I say either. And I, I don't. And I guess it's a generational thing because I, I don't use social media for news. And there are a lot of people that do. There are a lot of the the younger people, younger than me, that use um, use uh, Twitter and use Snapchat and use other social media services where they get their news from. You can follow feeds and follow topics and follow organizations or sports or whatever. And then it all kind of gets um, accumulated under that search. So you can go back and read what people are saying about this or that. And and it's a way for them to consume news. I just have never trusted it. It's social media. For me, it's a way to talk smack to your friends and enemies online. That's what I use it for. But what's going to happen with Twitter? No one knows. Uh, tw- uh, Elon Musk's net worth cut nearly in half as Tesla stocks dive. And then it talks about the purchase of Twitter and how they might file bankruptcy and what's he doing. And who cares? The guy's a billionaire. If the guy wanted to buy a postage stamp, uh, you know, a rare postage stamp for a million dollars and then use it to mail a letter like they did in Brewster's Millions, let him. If he wants to spend $44 billion on Twitter and drive it off a cliff, let him. If he shuts the doors, something else will come along to take its place. It always does. The political leanings of so many people that are just, I don't like this person politically, they're destroying Twitter. Well, I will tell you something. Twitter wasn't reliable before he owned it. Let's be honest with the fake accounts and the people that follow you that aren't real and the bots that are out there and all the accounts that are really just bot accounts. They're not real accounts anyway. Who cares? You know, I don't know if the person that says, you know, what they're saying online, if it's really a person or if it's just someone that's trolling you. There are a lot of people, myself included sometimes, that just likes to poke the bear a little bit. You know what I mean? You read something, somebody says something outrageous, and so then you just make a quick snarky comment. You say something to set them off, and then you just sit back and watch the thread go crazy because people then begin to argue. It's hilarious. 
But to me, that's just entertainment value. And I know I'm twisted if I think that's entertainment. But watching otherwise rational people, like I've told you, I have road rage. I, I become irrational when I get road rage. And I'm, I'm trying, I'm working on it. I really am working on it. Um, but it's like that. It's like I'll, I guarantee you that these are normally reasonable people. These are people that are easy to get along with. They're intelligent. They probably have good jobs. They have a great career. And um, then they get on social media, and all of a sudden, they become a basket case. They're mean, and they're evil, and they say horrible things, and they pick fights, and they make threats for no reason. It's social media. It's not a real place. And so as much as I understand that when it comes to um, verifiable information or verifiable people. So you're going to see things. One of the accounts we saw was a, a fake Carrie Lake account that had a blue check mark. And somebody got the blue check mark by paying the eight bucks a month with this fake account by Carrie Lake. And in the tweet, they tweeted a concession of the election. It's with a heavy heart. And then we know that Carrie Lake hasn't conceded the election. So if you see that on Twitter and without verifying it, without going on to a search engine or something, did Carrie Lake concede the election? And you fall for that. That's on you. I'm not saying it's the right thing to do. I'm not saying they shouldn't stop selling the blue check marks. I'm saying, why are we? I am seeing 10 that may be an exaggeration. Between five and eight different news stories every day about Elon Musk owning Twitter. And I think, wow, with everything else going on in the world, with Russia and Ukraine, with another hurricane in Florida, with uh, the economy, with the elections, how is this a news story? But man, people just love it. And I don't, I, for the life of me, I don't get it. I don't get it. We're going to talk about elections coming up in a moment. More delays in Maricopa County vote counting. What Carrie Lake had to say on the show this morning. And we'll give you right now up to the up to the minute results on where we are on all the statewide elections. It's coming up next. And strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 923 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks for being here. Appreciate you spending some time with us. More delays in the election. Let's get an update uh, as much as we can. I want to take a look here at what's happening with the Arizona Secretary of State's website. We're going to talk about the elections here. It's, it's an important time to get up to the minute results and see where the b- ballot drops are as things continue uh, to move. It's, it's about a five-point lead. Mark Kelly maintains about a five-point lead. Um, Katie Hobbs has a 20, uh, just under 27,000 vote lead right now over Kerry Lake with a couple of million votes being ca- counted. There are still many to count. And uh, I want you to hear a, a couple of things that uh, this is from Carrie Lake in my interview with her this morning. She still believes she's going to win and why? We're going to win this, Mike. 100% we're going to win this. And I think the whole ticket's going to win. I think Blake may even win and Mark Fincham may even win and Abe will win. 
And, and the reason why she believes that, and it's and it, this is not a theory necessarily that is just hers. This is what a lot of people believe watching how votes are counted in Arizona, which we'll get to in a moment. And the way votes are counted in Arizona is in order, first in, first out. That was said by Bill Gates yesterday. But the they call them late earlies. And it's I know it's an oxymoron, but let me explain. A late early ballot is this. It's an early vote that somebody got in the mail that brings it down to a ballot drop box on Election Day. So you can bring them down to the voting centers when they open. You can drop them off if you don't trust the mail and the ballot drop boxes. But many Republicans were encouraging other Republicans to wait until Election Day and bring your ballot, drop it off on Election Day. Those are the last ballots to be counted. And as Bill Gates said yesterday, that they believe that they will um, get those begin to count those this weekend. It will be probably tomorrow um, that they begin counting those ballots. There's two hundred and ninety thousand of those ballots to be counted. So if you look at what's happening, um, you're looking at what probably four days to count all of them. But if they swing as heavily in the direction for Kerry Lake as Election Day did, or the Republicans, not just Kerry Lake, as the Republican votes did, that is where they are. The expectation is there would be a shift back to the Republicans in the race. Now, how deep that, how wide that shift is going to be, we don't know. But the expectation is because of those late earlies, two hundred and ninety thousand ballots being dropped off on Election Day, that they are going to swing heavily for Republican candidates. Now, that's something that's legal in Arizona that was explained yesterday by Stephen Richer, the process of making sure that those ballots are counted fairly and that they are accurate in this sense, that they make sure it is a registered voter that got the ballot, make sure it's the person who was mailed the ballot that actually voted and voted and signed the outside of the envelope. There is a curing process if they uh, they cannot match that signature to give a citizen time to fix the fact and prove it was them that voted all of that is is got to be done. And so you figure when you if on election day on Tuesday you got 290,000 ballots, all of those signatures had to be verified and the ones that weren't verified had to be cured, it's going to take a bunch of time. That is what the county has been saying. But the delays in counting has frustrated people. There are some places that count their ballots very quickly. Arizona wasn't one of them. We had the problems on election day with tabulation machines not matching up with, you know, the printers were not printing the ballots in a way that they matched up with the machines. Machines were kicking ballots out. There were 17,000 ballots, according to Bill Gates, 17,000 ballots that had to be put into boxes to be counted later. I don't believe those have been counted either. So you're talking, you know, over 300,000 ballots that are expected to be heavily Republican. So what do the leads have to be? In these races, right now, Mark Kelly has a lead of over 115,000 votes. Right now, Adrian Fontes has a lead of about 109,000 votes. Um, so that is a large margin to make up. 26,000 votes is not that big of a margin to make up for Kerry Lake, so the possibility is still there and very real. Abe Hamaday is down 16,000 votes. That race is neck and neck between Chris Mays and Abe Hamaday for the attorney general's office. And the superintendent's race, right now, Kathy Hoffman, there have been 2 million votes cast. Kathy Hoffman leads by 3,900 votes. 
That is nothing compared to what's left to be counted. So it's not a walkover for anyone yet, but all the ballots need to be counted. And this is where it gets frustrating for people. Back and forth. On election night, the first drop came out because those were the early ballots that had been mailed in and received before the Friday before the election. Those votes were counted well ahead of time and ready to drop at 8 o'clock, an hour after the polls closed. They dropped. And when that drop happened, it was heavy Democrat. There were 14-point, 16-point leads for some candidates. And then throughout the night, because then Election Day votes, which was heavy Republican, that gap narrowed. And we saw these huge swings now where they were neck and neck. At one point, I don't know how many times the Hamaday mays attorney general's race has flip-flopped. And a look at what's happening with Hoffman and Horn for superintendent. It's flip-flopped a number of times. And and uh, Carrie Lake is, uh, has never taken the lead as far as the count is going now, but it was narrowed within a couple of thousand votes where it could easily have flip-flopped. So three out of the six statewide races have flipped or been dead even. And now they've spread apart a little bit. We'll see if the swing goes back the other way. And it's, it's, it's a confusing thing that happens in Arizona. The system is what it is. Does it need to change? Possibly it needs to change. But we'll see. We are going to see what happens in these races. We want them to be fair and accurate. And for more than anything else, yes, I'd love for it to be called this weekend so we all know what leadership is going to look like. But we all need it to be accurate as well. More than anything, we want it to be accurate. Coming up in a moment, um, we are going to talk about Veterans Day. We're going to talk about the men and women that have served our country and some great stories from yesterday. And I had an interview with an Army veteran that is trying to entice veterans to go into the construction field. We'll talk about all of that coming up in just a moment. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Wishing all the veterans a happy Veterans Day. I got a great opportunity for you. If you've got a pet that you really love, you we know we all have pictures of our pets. Well, we want to see those pictures. Send a photo of your pet. You could win a $100 gift card by heading over to the contest page at KTAR.com for complete details and how to submit your entry. A happy Veterans Day to the men and women that have served and especially to their families that have sacrificed so much. Uh, and I think the families of the veterans are the ones that don't get enough attention. Um, when you have somebody that's serving, especially when you have someone that's serving in a combat zone, you never see the TV the same again. You never see here a news report or see anything that pertains to the military the same way again because you're always wondering. You know, whenever you see someone, you're looking for someone you love. Um, so the families to them, we also say thank you for the sacrifice you made uh, sharing that veteran with the rest of us and making sure that our country stays free and and we have the, the country that we do have. Um, I was at an event yesterday, and I want to thank the people here at KTAR, Chris, for filling in, but also for the the bosses here that gave me the time off so that I could – there's an event that I've been a part of for 10 years. When I say a part of, I'm the MC. I don't do any of the hard work. Um, It's the Veterans Medical Leadership Council. You want to look up a great organization if you're looking to support an organization for tax season. uh, The VMLC is an amazing group of people, and what they do is they fulfill the needs of veterans all over. They have a program dealing with post-traumatic stress and um, trying to get veterans help um, before it becomes a critical need. Sometimes it's the loss of a job or the near loss of a job, um, a broken down vehicle, a medical procedure, whatever it 
it is, the VMLC will um, verify the need and then write the check to the power company or to the, the landlord or whatever to make sure that these veterans are not falling through the cracks. And what I love the most about it is the, the truly noble way they honor the service of these men and women. Um, they honor a member of the of each what of all branches of the service are represented, and all conflicts, World War II all the way to present day, are honored in some way, shape, manner, or form with a service member that is an honoree. Uh, these great videos that are put up, um, and uh, many of you know Carrie Pena, who is in in the Valley here, is in the news world for such a long time. Her company put these videos together that were shown of all each one of our veterans that were there. It was they're just amazing. It wasn't a dry eye in the room. Seven hundred people. We raised a lot of awareness and money. Um, it was just a fantastic event. But the best part is to be around veterans and see them commiserating, you know, and and telling stories. And um, it was it was just terrific. And uh, it, it was it makes me even more mindful of how much I love being around the men and women that have served. We are so blessed in Arizona to have a huge veteran population. All the politics gets dropped aside. It's so funny because I think that the military, much like when I taught, I use sports analogy, but the military understands on a much more serious level that you have to get along. You have to work it out. And nobody cares in a foxhole what branch of the service you're from. You know what I mean? When you're when you have to work together, when you are working together for a common cause that could cost people their lives if you get it wrong. Nobody cares that you're fighting side by side with someone and 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 getting a mission accomplished with someone from another branch of the service. So why in the world would they care about politics either? Everybody's opinionated. Everybody's got strong opinions. You're talking about type A personalities across the room. But at some point, you've got to set politics aside and have a mutual respect. You don't have to have admiration all the time, but a mutual respect for each other. You know, yesterday was the Marine Corps birthday and uh, happy birthday to the Marine Corps. Um, and but and the rivalries is so fun to watch. You, you know, Marine Corps and Navy, Army and Navy. It, it is interesting to see how the different branches of the service do that, but they still work together. Um, so when you start hearing um, the stories yesterday, our keynote speaker one of the most highly decorated members of the military, a Vietnam vet, helicopter pilot, worked with medical groups, uh, evacuating wounded and injured soldiers and troops, I should say, off the battlefield and saving lives and developing tactics that are still used today. Um, he is someone that developed uh, flying at night before night vision was available and doing it safely in all kinds of weather. And reading his biography to the people before I introduced him yesterday at this event was amazing. And then we went to Gil last night they had a great event out in the park there and I was able to introduce the general again as he spoke to the crowd and people jumped to their feet we had um, one of our honorees yesterday was a World War II is a World War II veteran and um, when his video played there was not a dry eye in that room and the standing ovation when we recognized all the World War II veterans in the room was about a minute long. I mean, that doesn't sound like a long time, but that's a long time to just carry on that kind of enthusiasm. Um, 
And that's just brief. That just was just yesterday. So to the men and women that served, I would just ask this of you. Tell your stories. I know it's it's weird to talk about yourself, but tell the stories that you know because I think we need to motivate a younger generation to patriotism and knowing that sacrifice and service um, is something that is you have that is so abundant. And if you do it, the more you do it, the more you want to do it. And I think serving your country is one of the most admirable things you can do, without a doubt. And hopefully um, that's a message that young people will be getting. Just after 11 o'clock, we'll talk about inflation and a drop in inflation next.